All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's after 5 o'clock. How are you? It's game day. Oilers in Chicago about an hour and a half away from puck drop tonight. The uh, Oilers looking to win eight in a row, which, uh, hey, they won eight in a row. Then they lost three. Could uh, be uh, two consecutive or not consecutive, but uh, two eight-game winning streaks in the span of 19 games. Not bad for the Edmonton Oilers, considering that in the 1980s, they uh, they never won nine games. Uh, they won eight games five times in a span of two seasons. They had uh, three eight-game winning streaks in the uh, 94-95 season and then two in the, uh, sorry, 84-85 and then two in the 85-86 season. And uh, the Orders could have their third eight-game winning streak in a span of 47 or 45 games if they win tonight. So which would put them in a category with only the 1985 and 1986 Philadelphia Flyers and the 1929 and 1930 Boston Bruins. The only teams to have ever had three winning streaks of at least eight games or more in a span of 45 games. So pretty good. You don't see this very often, Order fans. And uh, hey, I would uh, say the odds are pretty good. They'll get a win. No guarantee, though. Didn't uh, want to go double or nothing. I'll tell you right now. Even though I'm confident they'll win, I ain't that confident it's too much to lose. Let's get to the uh, spec report now. Brought to you by NextGen Transportation. Have you all transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. Mark Spector joins us from Chicago. Speck, how you doing? Doing okay. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm healthier. I'm better than the Chicago Blackhawks, who uh, are That's banged good. up, Speck. Like, my goodness, you're, you're looking at their, they're running their lines in practice, and you're just like, wow, like lots of young guys getting some opportunities in Chicago, especially up front. Especially up front, eight guys out, right? 
eight guys out. Their top line tonight is Anderson Dickinson and a young man named Colin Blackwell who came out of Harvard. Didn't play his first game until he was 25 years old, so he's played a couple hundred games now, and he's a small, good little player. Dickinson's probably the best, likely their best forward at this point. Rem Pitlick and uh, Taylor Radish are on their second line with Kurashev. And it's, you know, they're just, they're beat up, man. It ain't there. Even on defense, everyone's healthy except for their best guy. Yeah. <laughs> their best guys. Jones is ready to come back, but he's not coming back yet tonight. Okay. Um, Mrazek will get the start. You, you, I don't know. Did Luke Richardson talk at all? Like, is, is Dickinson and, and then Tenorti Murphy, are they the guys that are going to try to slow down the Oilers' top line? Uh, he's, he didn't say who he's putting against the Oilers' top line. He's, he's, you know what? Like, Luke Richardson can't get into, you know, the fact that Edmonton has five guys with more than 35 points, and even with Bedard, Chicago doesn't have one. Right, he can't go into the fact that we poor is uh, poor us. We don't have like he's not going down those roads, right? You know how coaches are, Jay. Uh, he can't open the door to well. Let's see, I'm going to put uh, these rookies up against McDavid because it sounds so hopeless. I think what you got to do here in Chicago is you got to remember, right? And if this is something that all you all the other fans who are watching the game looking for a blowout tonight. They got a bunch of guys in their lineup who sh- who wouldn't even be in the NHL if it weren't for these injuries, and they know they're going back as soon as guys start getting healthy. So the one they may not be that good in the NBAHL guys, but they are playing their tails off for the few moments they're getting in the show here, and they are leaving nothing on the sidelines. So they may be AHL guys, but they're the hardest playing AHL guys you ever saw. Calgary found out what it's like if you kind of take them lightly. They lost a hockey game here the other night. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's very fair. And uh, the orders, though, spec, uh, they've done a good job. They haven't taken bottom feeders lightly this year. They're 7-2 and two no. in games against bottom feeders, and, and they've really dominated them, outscoring them. And even last year, they were pretty good against uh, the majority of the bottom feeder teams. So, that you know, that theory that all oh, the orders don't, you know, they play down to the level of their opponent, not necessarily the case no. anymore. I think they've figured it out. And um, I, the way they played in Ottawa, man, that first period, Forsberg kept that game close. I won't be surprised if Edmonton has a multi-goal lead after the first period tonight. Yeah, um, I mean, Ottawa, when you think about the two lineups, Ottawa had a vastly better hockey team than the one we're looking at tonight. Yeah. And let's face it, that game was, I mean, we were 18 minutes into the second period. It was still 0-0, so good for Ottawa. You know, they were right in that hockey game. But I think that uh, I wrote some notes today, and I topped it with this thought, Jay. To me, we watched this order teams way going way back to the Taylor Hall years, trying to figure out how to win. And what I see now in this team, and I think the Ottawa game's a good example, It was we all thought we were going to the rink to see a bunch of goals that night, and there wasn't any. And, you know, 15 minutes into the second period, it's 0-0. And old order teams always had a panic threshold that they reached way too soon. And they were like, oh, man, we don't have any goals. we got to start scoring. Or, oh, man, the other team's up 2 nothing. we got to open up the gates and get out there and score three on this shift. And... I think this Oilers team's got it figured out that you know, whatever happens tonight, if Chicago scores first, if they get up to nothing, they're not a panicking team. They're not going to bleed chances trying to get their own goals. I think they know they got a pretty good game, and if they just play it, you know, what do they want? 15 out of their last 18. Yeah. Oh, hey, the Oilers are good. I don't think there's any question uh, about that. Uh, Phil Kemp, do you have a chance to talk to him today? Unfortunately, I did not. He uh, 
stayed out and practiced too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was waiting for him. I was waiting for him, but everything kind of closed up. They said, yeah, he's not coming off anytime soon. So uh, I'm excited to talk to him. No, it's nice to see a young kid like that come up. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I was crunching the numbers and just the difference, you know, because he's on a $100,000 salary in the, in the minors, and then he's on seven hundred and seventy-five k up here. And so he makes about five twenty-eight a day in the minors. He'll jump up to $4,036 a day here, even if you don't play, because you're getting paid per day yeah. on the NHL roster. And, you know, that's a, you know that, that'd be a pretty good week. Uh, for him, but also just the experience, right? You, you're around the team. You'll know, you'll skate with the players. You know, you'll stay yeah. in the five star hotel. You you'll get real a taste of what it would be like to to be an NHL player. And you know, when he goes back there, probably just gives him a, that extra boost to say, man, you know what? When I'm tired in the off season, uh, these are the days where I'm just gonna you know remember that to say this is why I want to get back there. Yeah, and you know what? Don't don't disregard that this kid's out there in the practice ice this morning putting the puck on Carter McDavid's tape a few times, right? Yeah. And putting the puck on Leon Dreisaitl's tape a few times. And I'll tell you what, like that's a huge thrill even for these guys. Like, you know, any one of us in this out there listening, if you ever had a chance to skate with NHL guys, I haven't had many, but I've had a few. And I'll tell you what, when, you know, when you throw a pass to a guy like that, you think, hey, this is cool. <laughs> and so does Phil Kemp. When I walked in the rink this morning, um, uh, Chris Knobloch had a whiteboard out on just one of the sort of traveling cases in the hallway. Yeah. And he was had the blue he had the blue pen out, and he was talking to Phil Kemp about, okay. And all I heard as I walked by was, okay, the puck's here. Here's your two options. So he was trying to include the kid and teach him a few things and, uh, whether they were talking about games or practices, I don't even know because I wasn't eavesdropping. But the point is, he's getting the NHL experience, and he's going to take that with him back to Baco, and it's going to make him just a little bit hungrier, right, when he gets back there. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Um, any any word out of Chicago on Bedard and and how long they like? Obviously, he's, he's not playing the All Star game, but uh, have they announced no. yet if he needs surgery or not? No. They have not announced they've been really kind of stupidly quiet. Like, he's got a broken jaw. We get it. He's got a broken jaw. Where everyone here in Chicago is under the assumption that it's a four- to six-week injury. Okay. And no one is being dissuaded from that. But officially, I am not aware that the Blackhawks have really gone into any depth, in fact. It's been quite the opposite. So, you know, it's kind of goofy. Like, it's not like it's a lower body injury. We know what this guy's got a broken jaw. So, what's the difference? Tell us what's going on. He's a prized jewel of this franchise here yeah so like, tell your anyway, fans tell your pain tell public your so they're like okay i could circle it on my calendar i know when he's coming back and away you go like hey that's that's their prize possession that's and hey i get blackhawk fans credit like look at how many season tickets they sold i was looking at their attendance spec like i think they're third highest in the nhl this season and uh, like their fans are still coming out and the, and the blackhawks they're terrible on the road but they're they're almost 500 they're eight nine and one on home ice mm-hmm. And they beat a bunch of good teams here yes. over the season, too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, you know what? It, it's really, how would I say? The, the, the league's a better place when the Chicago Blackhawks mean something, right? This is an original six franchise. It's a great city. It's a beautiful, huge arena that's a memorable place to come to a game. I remember, you know, before the Kane and, and Taves era coming in here to 7,000 people, and it was, it was awful. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. They got a good player here. They're building. Hopefully, they're building something. I mean, they got a long way to go, man. You know, I don't need to tell Oilers fans it takes more than one first overall to build a hockey team. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but they're they're starting down the road, and, and so far, you're right, Jay. The, 
the city has been uh, pretty supportive. Yeah, well, like I said, when I look at, at Bedard, um, he doesn't have the... McDavid came in, he was the last. I know Pugliarvi came in after, but Drysaddle was here. Nurse was already drafted. Nugent Hopkins, Hall, you know, they had those. And they moved some of them, you know, Larson, whatever. But Kevin Korchinski is their top pick, Spec. Really, and you know he's a good young player, seventh overall. But that's it. Like Bedard's the second one. Crosby was right near the end, right? He came after um, Whitney, and he came after Fleur, and he came after Malkin, right? Even though I know he came after to the NHL Latang. first, yeah, after Le- after Latang. yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, was he after the same year? But yeah, either one. But um, it's different when you're the yes. first guy. Right? It just it's takes longer, man. It's going to take way longer. Like I, uh, I understand Chicago has this plan of scorched earth, but when you go scorched earth, man, like there is no quick recovery. And obviously injuries this year, you know what? They were hoping maybe to be a team that was 22nd, 24th or whatever. This might actually be a benefit to them because the odds are they're going to have a better draft pick historically in where they're yeah, going to finish now. It is. It's embarrassing to tank two years in a row. So this is basically a free tank job because no one's going to blame the Chicago Blackhawks if they finish 30th or 31st with what's gone on here. Um, so in the end, five years down the road, this is going to be a good thing. But right now, uh, you know, this is, I mean, I, I guess if they win some games, like they, they, there's a really positive feeling around here after they beat Calgary the other day. They're like, hey, look at us. You know, we got all these guys out. We just won a hockey game. Uh, let's see how long that lasts. Yeah. Spec, <laughs> uh, enjoy the rink uh, in Chicago. Uh, did you yeah. did you have any uh, uh, pizza? Or did you go out for a nice steak in Chicago yet? I did not. You know what? It's like Vancouver here. It's been pouring since the second we got in. Oh. Absol- and like absolutely pouring here, and it's now turning into snow. I'm supposed to fly out of O'Hare tomorrow, and I'm – not loving it here. Mm. Now, if it's if it snows all night and I wake up and <laughs> planes, trains, and, and automobiles, eh? Spec? Oh, buddy, nothing, <laughs> love, nothing like being at O'Hare on a snow. Oh day like God, that. it's the worst, isn't it? Sitting in the bar having a sandwich list next to some guy that sells doorknobs from Toledo, telling you his tale. So <laughs> that'll be me. It will be planes, trains, and automobiles. Weren't they in O'Hare for a while, John Candy? <laughs> yeah. Did they start out in O'Hare? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so that'll be me, pal. Planes, trains, and automobiles tomorrow. Let's hope not. Give me some good love out there, folks. Yeah. I got to get to Detroit. <laughs> well, well, buddy, uh, might have to get on a train. Good luck. Good luck. All right, pal. Thanks, man. There you go. That's Mark Spector in the Spec Report. Brought to you by NextGenTransportation.com. We'll come back. Uh, Derek Van Deest will join us. The Winnipeg Jets, for the first time in Winnipeg's history. They're in first place. They've been in first place in the NHL for five days. How long are they going to last there? We'll talk about that and more. And the Jets, the Avs, the Oilers, like, man, look. And a lot of them are playing their goalies a lot. Is it a concern? We'll find out next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. It is The uh, Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live, as well as Oilers Nation uh, YouTube. Had a little uh, technical uh, difficulties earlier, but it's all uh, figured out and uh, ready to roll. Uh, orders coming up in about uh, an hour and 15 minutes time as they uh, take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, some early games going on tonight that uh, has uh, no score between the uh, Leafs and the Sharks. Also, uh, Sabres lead the Kraken one nothing in uh, Tampa Bay and L.A. scoreless. Uh, the Canucks, who, man, that Ranger game, they dominated last night. Uh, they're in Long Island uh, getting going tonight. Uh, other games, the Preds host the uh, Ducks. You have uh, the Jets hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, the Winnipeg Jets are currently 
atop the NHL standings. They are in first place. They've been there for five days. Win tonight. Uh, they'll stretch at six. Met guaranteed seven. Oof. Who knows how long it was last. Uh, Derek Van Dees from NHL.com joins us. Uh, covers the Jets, the Orders, the Flames, and the Canucks. And uh, DVD, man, this is uh, this is wild times in Winnipeg. It's Really, it's never happened. They, their city's never seen their team in first place. The Atlanta Thrashers were in first place for one day back on uh, in November of 2006 for a grand total of one day. Uh, so the Jets now, this is a longest they've ever been there and uh, you know they're looking pretty good uh, they are uh, you know like the orders uh, one of the hottest teams in the nhl they are and uh you know it's, it is exciting times for winnipeg yeah being in first place and, and i think they have three games this week and they they could very well stay there um they, and that i've always liked the jets this year i think every time we talked about the jets i've always liked uh you know we've always talked about their depth and then their ability to kind of roll those four lines and now i thought their forward depth is probably among the best in the NHL because there isn't a lot of drop-off between uh, their first line and fourth line, I thought, or at least the least amount of drop-off between the uh, first line and the fourth line, I think, in the, in the NHL. So um, I, I, I like their team. I obviously like what they did with the, with the trade. You know, This is a team that really a lot of people didn't know what direction they were going to go. Shifley, was he going to come back? Was Halibut going to come back? They traded away Dubois. You know, what was going to happen? Were they going to have to rebuild? Uh, and so there's a lot of questions about this team. But I think, uh, obviously, Shalvinov did a great job getting the return for Dubois. He did a great job resigning Shifley and Halibut. Uh, he gave him a long term. He gave him uh, more money than probably would have got anywhere else. Uh, and right now, it, it's, it's paying off. It's paying off in the, the dividends right now. And uh, you see that. Uh, and, and the job Rick Bonus is doing as well, getting it all together and keeping it all together. So... Uh, I think good things for the Jets, good things for the city of Winnipeg, and and I don't see this team dropping off. To be honest with you, I don't think they're 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 not one player that's carrying this team right now. They're really getting it done as a team, and, and you know they start from the back end on up. They got good goaltending, solid defense, uh, world class defenseman and Morrissey, uh, and then like I said, those those solid four lines. So uh, I can see them carrying this throughout the season. When you talk to people in Winnipeg, DVD, are, is there any concern about the amount of minutes and starts Hellebuck's playing? And are they going to have to find a way to taper that off? I think they are, and I think they're trying to. That's why they brought Brassois in there. They, they thought they could bring him in and, and kind of spell, spell Hellebuck off, and then Brassois had a good game the other night. And I think as, as we keep going, as we get closer and closer, I think we're going to see Brassois maybe taking a little bit of that load off. Uh, but Halakabuck's a guy that wants to play. He's one of those goalies that, hey, if I'm healthy and it's not a back-to-back, I want to play. I want to be the guy. I want to be the number one guy. And if he's playing well, you can't really say to him, well, I think we should rest here. I think he's, he's a competitive guy. He wants to be in there every game. It reminds me a lot of uh, you know, when Grant Beer was here and he wanted to play every game and, and then you, know, you couldn't get him out of the net because he was playing so well. Um, but I don't think there's, there's, a, there's a chance of burning him out. I do think that Brassois is more than capable of coming in if he needs to spell him off for a couple of games or, or something like that. I think uh, he's more capable of doing that. So I think they're they're pretty they're pretty set in goal, and I, I kind of like that that tandem they have going right now. Derek Van Dees joins us from NHL.com. And the uh, the Canucks-Ranger game last night, DVD, that was, you know what, uh, that, that Lotto 649 line, as they call it, with Besser, um, 
uh, Miller and uh, Peterson, uh, and you throw in Quinn Hughes and, and Roenick when they play as a five-man unit, man. They are dangerous. They are really good. And uh, you know what? They got down to New York and then stormed back and really dominated that game. And you know what? A lot of people keep waiting for the Canucks, and I'm kind of like, what are you guys waiting for? They got a, they got a top-end goalie. They got a Norris Trophy uh, candidate on defense, and they got you know three, four, five forwards who are really productive. What's not to like about this team? Oh, there's a lot to like about this team, and I think it, it you know it starts with the, the season JT Miller's having. Like he is having an outstanding season, I think, and and I think a lot of people are wondering if he was going to cool off. When's he going to cool off? Uh, but he's having a great year. Uh, he's got 54 points in 40 games, a fantastic season. And then you, you come back with you know, Pedersen still there. Bester's having a good year. Philip uh, Ronick, Honick is having a good year, and then obviously Quinn Hughes at the back end. He's having a, a, a Norris. Uh, trophy caliber season and uh, you know it, it starts with Rick Tockett's got them playing the right way he's got them doing the little things that they need to do successfully and they have a complete buy-in in Vancouver into his system there's no one questioning what's going on we know we're talking we know what he brings and he's, he's you know he's a guy that there's no uh there's no middle ground with him you it's, it's not like you never know where you stand with him you know exactly where you stand with Rick Tockett. He's a no-nonsense guy. You have to give it your all out to play out with this guy. And right now, the, the Vancouver Canucks are buying in. And it, you know, it's an exciting time here. You know, you look at me. I'm the Western Canada correspondent. We got three teams that the Oilers are actually rolling. Uh, you know, right now, uh, the Canucks are challenging for first overall. The Winnipeg Jets are in first overall, and the Calgary Flames are, are getting better. So I think there's there's some things coming up on there. There's an exciting time for. Canada here at West, uh, and I think uh, you know a lot of that has to do obviously with the resurgence of the Canucks, but the Jets and Oilers, and I think they're all kind of in the mix there. And I think the Flames are able to, if they're trying to kind of, they're able to kind of put it together. Uh, we're we're in we're in we're in for some pretty really good hockey here uh, in the second half of the year in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Yeah, the Flames are basically going to battle Seattle and Nashville for the wild card spot. The last one is kind of how I see it unfolding. And so, you know what, uh, uh, you know that loss on Chicago on Sunday. Oh my goodness, that's a real kick in the junk for the uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, what about Kuzmenko? You think he's going to get moved before the deadline out of Vancouver? Um, he might. Uh, you know, it'll be in- interesting to see there. Uh, you know, he's. he's- I think they're they're expecting a lot more out of him this season. Obviously, he had a, he had a pretty good, uh, you know, he, things are kind of they, they were kind of hoping things were were really to go and pick up where they were last year. He's, he was almost a point of game player last year. I think he had seventy four points uh, last season, and they, and they kind of are expecting that to have that. He's not getting the ice time that he wants, obviously, because guys are playing in front of him right now. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It, it all depends on. The relationship with him and Tockett, whether Tockett believes that he can get the most out of this player, or, or is that something else that the, that uh, they can bring in here and they kind of fill that void? I, I think he has the potential to be a point of game guy. He hasn't played up to his potential this season. Um, he's got the skill. I like you know his size. He's got speed. Um, but right now he's just not playing up to his potential. Now, so whether the Canucks think that hey you can play up to the potential, or whether they think that they can bring someone else in to help him. That's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting trade deadline coming up because all these teams think that they have a shot. They can, they can, they can go on a long run. So they're all loading up here this year, uh, as opposed to years past where they're kind of sellers. I think every team, uh, you know, every Western Canada team this year is a buyer, and it'll be interesting to see 
uh, what they buy to kind of uh, take a long run here in the playoffs. DVD, um, you look at the Edmonton orders and, you know, fun story, Phil Kemp comes up, uh, for, you know, for probably a week, we'll see. Um, you know, every, every day that the orders, you know, how the salary cap works if you accrue cap space. Uh, Phil Kemp's about a, a $4,000 cap hit every day on the cap. Um, when he goes, but when he's not on the cap, they save $4,000 a day. But by the, by, as that accrues, it equals out to about 18.5,000 a day. So let's say they keep him on the roster all week and then they send him down on, you know, after the weekend, right? The orders come back Sunday. They send him down and uh, then they don't play another road. They have one road game. It's in Calgary. So it's not like it's that far, right? So you could, in theory, run with six defensemen on the roster, no injuries for 25 days from next Monday until uh, they return for those, uh, that back to back on February 9th and 10th. Uh, when they're out on the West Coast anyway, and just call a guy out from Bakersfield that day. And you would uh, accrue about 460000 uh, in cap space in that time just by not having a guy like Phil Kemp on your roster. And you know what? As you, like the orders, the amount, the more cap space they can accrue and save, you know, it gives them more flexibility. And, and so I think now, like, those are things to watch for the orders. They obviously want to be a team that's a buyer, and uh, there's ways to, to benefit the cap for them if they run with a, with a thinner roster. Oh, definitely, yeah, and, and you're right. They, they obviously called them up because they're on this road trip and they wanted to go. They have, wanted to have seven defensemen, uh, but you're absolutely right. When they come back, uh, they're back home for two weeks. Then you have the All Star break. Uh, yeah, they, they it's 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 vital. You're right. It's vital at this point in the season to have space, especially as you're approaching the the, the trade deadline. Is you want to be able to make moves. You want to have that flexibility. Uh, and so you're absolutely right. You know, if they can. The, they can chip away and just keep that roster space open or that roster spot open and, and then chip away and save some cap space. Yeah, that might prove very, very important down the road uh, when you're making a trade. I, right now, the owners are obviously dollar in, dollar out with a trade, but you know maybe they'll have an opportunity to take it on a bigger contract and they want to they walk out the door. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that, uh, and you're absolutely right. You, that the schedule is very, very favorable in the next month yeah. once they come back, once they come back from the road. Um, so yeah, it looks very good, and, and you're absolutely right. If you can kind of accrue that space, um, any anything will help, especially when you're tied up against the deadline, and especially when you're going to be competing for players with your rivals. I think there's a lot of teams in the Pacific Division that are wanting to load up, and I think the owner's going to be one of them. If you're going to take your run, uh, you need as many weapons as you have as you, as you can, and, and you need as much space as you can to make that happen. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's very important. DVD, have a good one, my man. Enjoy the games tonight. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, Derek Van Dees from uh, NHL.com. Good gig right now because, hey, Vancouver's a fun team to cover. Winnipeg's fun. The orders are great. And uh, Calgary's uh, at least intriguing, to say the least. So, um, you know what? Uh, there's four teams in Western Canada. The Flames aren't on it, but they're two points behind, uh, um, well, the orders. But really, I think they're battling Nashville and Seattle. I think those are going to be the teams battling. I think the uh, the top seven teams in the uh, in the West are Edmonton, Colorado, and not in any order, but Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, and then uh, Edmonton, L.A., Vancouver, and Vegas. So uh, I think there's the one spot open. Uh, I know that Edmonton people look and say, oh, yeah, it's close. Edmonton's going to pull away. They're just better than those other teams. Uh, when we return, we'll get to the uh, the lineup tonight. The orders. If we go line by line, but that's what we're going to do when we come back to outline. This is a game that the orders clearly on paper have an advantage. Now, you got to take the paper advantage and make it work on the ice. 
Yoder should be able to do it. We'll tell you how next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, coming to you live in the EWL studio, E-W-E-L.ca. Oh, baby. Going back a little old school here at the crew. I like it on a lovely Tuesday. How are you? It is game day. Also, uh, terrific Tuesday, con man. At uh, pop, this is a perfect night for pizza, don't you think? I do, I do. But in these next couple of days, I do say tip your delivery drivers well. Oh, got to take care of them. It's a very, yeah, very good point, man. Very good point. So, because uh, they're freezing, and hopefully the car isn't breaking down. So, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Forty Tuesday. What's the what's the new code word? Forty Tuesday. Forty That's Tuesday. Exactly it. There you go. 40 Number is four zero. Four zero Tuesday at PapaJohns.ca, and you'll get forty percent off your order tonight. Maybe you're just like, ah, it's too cold. I don't want to cook. There you go. You got time? Order it now. You'll probably get it just in time for puck drop, which is about an hour from now, as the Edmonton orders are uh, getting set to take on the Chicago Blackhawks. As uh, it's time now to get to the uh, lineup, brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. And uh, man, the countdown is on. They got the uh, all new re grand opening coming, but uh, you can go check it out right now if you'd like. A 91,000 liter tank. 91,000 liter tank. Why? Because if you got a fishing boat, pontoon boats, well, guess what? You can test them out right there. Also, They've got uh, ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, so everything for the outdoors, man or woman, if you like it, uh, on the water or on land. They have it at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, the uh, Edmonton Order. So we're looking at the uh, the line combinations tonight, and um, we're, we're going to kind of compare it just to, to illustrate the uh, the difference tonight. Um, there's, there's never a guarantee uh, that you can win a game. Obviously, uh, you would love it. Uh, there's no such thing as a guarantee. There's ones where you would think the odds are in your favor. Yes. So tonight, the orders have McDavid, Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins on a line, right? Uh, they have combined for 50 goals, and they have combined for 131 points. 50 goals and 131 points combined on the uh, on the orders. Top line, Um I guess we would say the Dickinson line with uh, Joey Anderson and Colin Blackwell will be uh, their their top line. I guess you could argue the Kershaw, but I'll probably go with Dickinson. So he has 13 goals on the uh, season. Now, Colin Blackwell did have a, a two-goal night uh, the other day, so uh, good for him. He's got uh, three goals now in the season and five points. So they have a combined 16 goals. The Oilers have 50, and uh, they have a combined... 30 points to the orders, 131. That's one line. Then the next line, you have Rem Pitlick. It's his first NHL game this season tonight. Uh, Kurashev and Taylor Radish. Kurashev and uh, Radish have combined for uh, 13 goals, 33 points. They will uh, be the uh, second line up against the Dreisaitl, McLeod, and Fogel line, who have combined for uh, 32 goals, and uh, they have, what's that, uh, 76 points. So 76 to 33. Now we go down to the third line tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, which is Reichel, Entwistle, and uh, Gutman. And uh, they have a combined of uh, eight goals between them, uh, three, three, and two. And uh, they have 19 points. Oilers third line, Kane, well, he has more goals and points himself uh, with uh, Ryan and Brown. So they have 17 goals on that line, 
And this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 37 points. Then the uh, the final line tonight, the orders, of course, will have uh, Ernie on a line with uh, Hamlin and uh, Matthias Janmark going up against Kachuk, Sanford, and Donato. And that line's actually fairly even because of Ryan Donato has uh, six goals and uh, and 13 points. Uh, Kachuk has three and six, so they have uh, 19 points on that side, it's uh, Sanford's first game with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, the Orders' first line has uh, two, seven, and uh, five. So actually, that's the one line where the Hawks can say they have uh, more points at. Now, we didn't even include Evan Bouchard in this, right? Seth Jones is out. Evan Bouchard, Ekholm, Nurse, and the uh, the point production. Like, on the back end tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks, Seth Jones actually doesn't have a goal on the season. But Nikita Zaitsev has two. Korchinski has two, Murphy has one, Vlasic has one. So they have six goals, uh, from their, uh, and Magna has, uh, has three as well. So they have, uh, nine goals, uh, on the, no, Magna has none. My bad. I read that wrong. He has, uh, zero. So six goals. The, uh, the orders blue line, of course, um, Evan Bouchard himself will have more goals than that. And it just, it illustrates just on paper the advantage the orders have in points tonight. Right, uh, the orders, uh, nine goals from Bouchard, uh, Nurse has five, Ekholm has four, uh, Kulak two, Deherne one. Cody Cece, uh, we, we should have done that a while ago, Connor. We should have said Cece Brown. Who do you think's gonna score first? You probably would have had to give, you know, Cece Zamans. He's a D-man. But, and I, you know, I'm saying my, uh, un, um, not so obvious game day prediction tonight at Orders Nation. I have Connor Brown ending his 51 game goalless drought. Just because there's no rhyme or reason, I just think you know what he got promoted to the third line. He might uh, he might feel that they're uh, they're ready that he's ready, and that's a boost. So we'll see. There's uh, nothing to it. St- Skinner versus uh, Morazic. Uh, the orders come in winners of 15 of their last 18 games. Uh, the look to win uh, eight 
straight for the second time in 19 games. They won eight, then they lost three, and now they could win eight again. That's uh, that's a pretty good run, Connor Halley. Yeah, I mean, e- even if they don't, like I, I was just kind of putting it together. It was like 15 and three was the record in their last 18. Yeah, going back to back with these eight game streaks would be very impressive, very streaky. And, you know, even if you want to call them that, I mean, a three game losing streak for an eight game, you're going to take that any time. It's uh, a heck of a ratio you'd have going there. And with the, the schedule upcoming, I mean, there's, there's reason to believe that, you know, at least for January, you can keep that kind of number up. So, uh, really looking forward to this one tonight, Gregor. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of want this team to come out there and just be almost robotic in the sense that it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're just going to play our game. It can be, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs who might be a little bit tougher in a couple games here, or it can be this team that, uh, some people might call an AHL franchise. You're still going to get the same output from the Oilers if they get that, uh, easy win night, I would think. Hey, Gregor, I'm curious, uh, do all those fans still want uh, the goalie coach fired <laughs> from uh, Lucas? They've been quiet, Lucas. I don't know. Maybe he just suddenly figured out he knew what he was doing. Or maybe, maybe people overreacted when, ah, oh, they've never developed a goaltender. I'm like, well, actually, Stuart Skinner's the epitome of what goalie development is supposed to look like. Plays in the minors, comes up as a backup. Then, now, did he get thrust maybe sooner than they would have ideally liked? Into the starting role last year? Probably. But guess what? He handled it. And I know, yeah, but he wasn't great in the playoffs. You mean like Connor McDavid in his rookie year? Or Nugent Hopkins in his first time? Well, he wasn't even a rookie, but first time in the playoffs? Yes, lots of guys, their first time in the postseason. It's a, it's a big test. And, you know, there's veterans fifth year in the, in their, in the, in the NHL, fifth time in the playoffs where they don't necessarily have a great playoff run. It happens. It's a short window. Right, but uh, Stuart Skinner, I think, has uh, rebound incredibly well. Now, do you put Stuart? Skinner? He's not. He's not proven enough yet to say, "Hey, this guy's a lock, guaranteed starter for us." But was Aiden Hill? Right. Was Bennington? Right. Like, there's been examples of it where you don't need locks all like Vasilevsky or Holpe, guys who had had years uh, of a really good resume. Right, Darcy Kemper being a pretty good goalie for a long time, and and even though he you know he had some uh, eye issues in the playoffs, he's still decent, right? But Colorado won uh, without having to rely on their goaltending, and uh, the orders were a good team. I don't think the orders you you need steady goaltending from Skinner. You don't need him to be lights out. You need him to be lights out sometimes, yes, but you don't need him to be lights out every night to win, and that's uh, that's a good thing for the uh, for the Edmonton Orders who will uh, take on the Blackhawks tonight. Uh, I'm saying it, cons. I think they're, uh, I think they're winning. So, what did uh, what did you decide? We uh, we talked about it earlier on the uh, on the show. Um, I, I couldn't go double or nothing, buddy. I, I couldn't risk. <laughs> I couldn't risk it. Yeah. So, what what did we land on for the parameters? If the Edmonton Oilers can win by two, we're gonna knock a week off for you. Yeah. And if they don't, and if they don't, I have to go the last weekday home game because it's not an afternoon game the uh, Thursday on the 27th the whole day morning skate everything uh, toothless and hatless all day at the game and at the rink because that's the one that people want mm-hmm. yeah and I don't, you know what I don't mind that I also am still seriously looking into the toupee I think that'd be funny <laughs> I think uh, that would just be an add-on for uh, for some comedic relief but not for that day but uh, potentially for another one. So, yeah, I can I can get on board on that. Spice up the game. It give sure. you a little bit of relief, but not too much. And worst case, you're really going to have to kind of lean into the well, look. Well, you know what? Could I wear <laughs> some gel? No. 
Yeah. I, so, if you want to gel it up, that'd be cool. Hey, guys, we developed Dubnik and let him get good somewhere else. Tootsie Roll. Yeah, Dubnik was pretty good here. I, I think, and I've had Devin, he's talked openly about it. He, he admitted that he was a little bit stubborn, didn't want to change things. And then, you know what, uh, he, he got traded that year. It struggled. Then when he went uh, back into uh, to Nashville, he's very open to what they said. And then obviously he went to Sean Burke and he really helped him. And then uh, he took off. But I think people forget Dubnik had some pretty good years. He had a 920 on a terrible team. He had a 916 on the other teams. Dubnik was trending in a lot of the right directions for sure. It's a very good point, Titsy. I appreciate it. Have yourselves a great night. Stay warm. Drive safe. Turn your lights on. Enjoy the games. We'll break it down tomorrow. Here's a con man of sports. 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home of the No Payments. No interest for one year in your first. Don't wait till it's minus 30. If it's on the fritz, call them now. They never charge overtime. LegacyHeating.ca Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 